trying to explain and expect. For I say to you, Matthew chapter 5, 20 says, For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. The last sentence is mentioned in the New Testament only very, very few times, particularly in John chapter 3, that when Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus, who came in the night to see Jesus, he is using the same phrase, you will not enter into the kingdom if you are not born again. In the same context, in the same tone, Jesus also on the mount, preaching to the multitude. And unless your righteousness surpasses or exceeds the righteousness of scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter into the kingdom of God. You know, this Matthew chapter 5 verse 20 is not a part of a covenant or it's not part of something, a timely help or support. But this is the matter of eternal destiny. It's the matter of our salvation. It is the result of the toil and endeavor and all the uh, efforts that we are taking somehow to please the Lord to have that eternity. And therefore, I plead to you in the name of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit that we have to understand very clearly the context of Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Your righteousness and my righteousness should exceed the righteousness of Pharisee and scribes. In order to understand, I have to take you to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 21, the life of Joseph, Mary, Jesus recorded in that part of the chapter. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with a child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. Some translation says, though he was a righteous. So Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with a child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. We heard this story even from our kindergarten. You know, Joseph was betrothed with Mary, which means he was almost married. But he became to know she was pregnant, which was not acceptable at all. She was pregnant even before the official wedding ceremony. But Joseph, although he was a righteous man, he did not want to disgrace Mary in the public. But rather, to push her out, or divorce her, or leave her alone, quietly. You know, the Hebrew word for righteousness in the context of Greek language, it's called satik. It's called satik. What is satik means? 
who knows, who observes, who practice and advocates the Torah. In other, way, in other words, Satik means who knows nook and corner of all the laws in the Pentateuch or in Torah. Satik is very well-respected person in the society. Even when he walks in the street, people would stand up and respect Satik because he's righteous, knows all the laws in the Pentateuch. Whatever Moses taught, each and every verb, punctual, everything, they know it and they advocate it. And people stand up when they walk. And in fact, on daily basis, they used to come for counseling, explanation, and some kind of rituals and prayers because Satik is very, very important people. Even the young people will never stand before Satik. For example, I'll take you to Job chapter 29. You will see Job is explaining, putting himself as Satik, and he gives his experience from Job chapter 29, 7 to 11. When I, Job says, when Job went to the gate of the city and took my seat in the public square, the young man saw me and stepped aside, which means walk away. And the old man rose to their feet. The chief men refrained from speaking. Whenever they saw Job, they just shut their mouth because righteous man is coming. Satik is coming. The same thing for Joseph. Whenever Joseph came in the street of Nazareth, people shut their mouths and covered their mouths with their hands. The voices of the nobles were hushed and their tongues stuck to the roof of their mouths. Whoever heard me spoke well of me, and those who saw me commended me. That's Satik. And Joseph was in the same, same status. People completely respected, honored, and they even hushed their mouth. Even nobles did it. The same thing was Joseph. Okay, having heard this introduction about Satik, Jesus says, listen, my people, your righteousness must exceed the righteousness of Joseph or Pharisee or scribes. So how in Matthew chapter 5 verse 20 says, how it is possible for you and me surpass or exceed the righteousness of Satik? Otherwise, we will not go to the eternal kingdom. I'm going to give you three very brief lessons to learn from Joseph how he exceeded, surpassed the righteousness of Pharisee and scribes. Because Joseph is an example how he exceeded righteousness of Pharisee and scribes. Because as I said, it is not simply a matter of blessing, a matter of healing, or a matter of hope. This is the matter of eternal destiny. It is the matter of your salvation and my salvation. So brothers and sisters, by God's grace, by the power of the Holy Spirit, for the glory of El Shaddai, if we just practice and implement these three in our lives, I'm sure in the name of Jesus, we can surpass or exceed the righteousness of Pharisees and scribes. Number one, humanitarian or humanity that Joseph exercised in his life. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1 again and verse 19. How did Joseph exercise humanity 
although he was a righteous man, although he was satik, but still, how did he exercise humanity? And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, or although he was a satik, and not wanting to disgrace her, rather plan to send her away secretly. If, if he exercised satik in his life, you know what he should have done? Deuteronomy chapter 22, 20 and 21. It says a very powerful text. If, however, the charge is true. What do you mean by that? If a man, if a woman was betrothed with a man, but found pregnant before marriage, what a Satik or Pharisee or scribe supposed to do, if, however, the charge is true and no proof of the young woman's virginity can be found, she shall be brought to the door of her father's house and there the men of her town shall stone her to death. In other words, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was supposed to be stoned to death. That's how the Torah says. The ceremonial law says. The Satik's duty was supposed to be. The Pharisee. That's why these people, whenever they found somebody in prostitution or any illegal affairs, they used to bring to Jesus Christ, okay, shall be stoned to death, uh, stoned kill, according to Moses' law. And Joseph was supposed to do that because he found Mary was pregnant and she shall be brought to the door of her father's house, and there the men of a town shall stone her to death. She has done an outrageous thing in Israel by being promiscuous while still in her father's house. You must purge the evil from among you. But although he was a satik, although he was righteous, my brothers and sisters, I'm talking about your eternal destiny and mine. Because being a righteous, although he was a righteous, he pushed everything but tried to implement humanitarian at the time. Seventh-day Adventists, very careful in preaching the Ten Commandments, preaching the three angels' messages, preaching the magnanimity of Sabbath. However, there is something equal to that, and that's called humanity. Humanity. If Joseph was hanging only upon the law, he would have stoned Mary to death. But he didn't do that. He pushed that thing as a secondary, but exercised and exposed humanity in his life. And that's surpassing. That exceeds the righteousness of Pharisee and scribes. For Pharisee, law, law, law. For scribes, Commandments, commandment, law, ceremonial law, pentitude, Moses law, everything. For Joseph, although he was a satik, people is important. Humanitarian is important. Humanity is important. That surpasses. That's exactly in Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Jesus says, you know what? If you want to go to heaven, you need to understand the law is important. Yes, no doubt about it. But there is something that you have to surpass the Pharisees and scribes. That is humanity. And Joseph did it. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. The next verse. Jesus did that. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. You know, Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit. I know Mary was conceived by Holy Spirit, but people didn't know about it. Even Joseph would have said, no, 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 no. Angel came down and told me that she is conceived by the Holy Spirit. In fact, for people of Israel, they don't care about Holy Spirit. They did not know who is Holy Spirit because in their beliefs, there is no Holy Spirit. But in spite of being satik, although he was a satik, 
humanitarian was first for him. This is exactly what we read in Good Samaritan story. Priest came. Law is first. Man, no, 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 I don't care about it. Community, I don't care about it. Food, I don't care about it. Feeding homeless is nothing to do with me. For me, commandments, commandments, commandments. But that's Pharisees. That's Christ. God says, Jesus said, no, it's important. But however, you have to exceed the Pharisees and Christ. More than the commandment, there is something called humanity. Christ object lesson, page 382. And you will see a marvelous writings of Sister Ellen Joy. Many today are making similar mistake. What is a similar mistake? What priests and Levites did. This is in the context of Good Samaritan story. Many today are making a similar mistake. They separate their duties into two distinct classes. The one class is made up of great things to be regulated by the law of God. The other class is made up of so-called little things in which the command. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself is ignored. This way of work is left to be caprice, subject to inclination or impulse. This is the last sentence. Thus, the character is marred and the religion of Christ is misrepresented. You know, we have a food bank. Our church is using the facility of food banks. We just pay a little money and they give so much of food for us to do some community service. And many people, by God's grace, who are anointed and chosen by the Holy Spirit, they are delivering the food. Thank God for the community service in our church. But what is the story of food bank? I tried to spend a little time to go through and read the story and get some understanding about what is food bank. Okay, who started this food bank anyway? And you will have the picture, Mr. Carroll and his wife. Paddy Henderson. And these people, few years ago, were working for United Nations, giving food away. And they used to travel many parts of this world in order to serve the food. And they were working on that environment. One day, as they went for a walk in North England, north side of England, they saw on the street 14-year-old girl and her son, Boris. They were in the street starving for food. They didn't have anything, despised, rejected, homeless. And Mr. Carroll and Paddy Henderson sympathized because of these lovely children. 14-year-old mother and her son, Boris. They took them, brought them to the kitchen, fed them, and they saw their face so happy and splendid and the glory illuminated on their face. They realized if we feed people, it is so joyful that as we have seen God on their poor people's face, destitute's face, and we are sure that we have seen and felt the presence of God. From that time forward, from 1997, they started the organization called the Trussell's Trust. And the, and the theme of this Trussell Trust is Stop UK Hunger. And today, Mr. Carroll, or this Trussell Trust, has 1,200 food bank. 
and especially at this pandemic, they have served more than, more than, this is up to 2019, but 2021, up to now, it's 2.5 million parcels of food has been shared with people. What kind of humanitarian which will surpass or exceed the righteousness of Pharisee and scribes. And that's Joseph did it. He was supposed to stone and Mary to die, but he, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Rather, he exercised humanity. And number two, and number two, when Jesus says your righteousness should exceed Pharisees and scribes if you want to come to eternal kingdom. Number one is humanity from Joseph's life. Though he was sapphic, he did it. And number two, humility. Humility. How do we understand that? Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 and uh, and 22 onwards, but let's uh, take it. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded in the dream. Okay, what was the dream? The Lord or uh, the angel of the Lord appeared and said, No, 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 don't forsake Mary. For the child which is conceived in her womb is of the Holy Spirit. Satik can't do that. But he exactly obeyed what God says with humility. Humility means submitting to God with all kinds of cost. He cannot do that but still he went ahead and married a pregnant lady which the society completely rejected dishonored disrespected humility is number two pharisees didn't have that humility scribes did not have that humility they always come to first row and they sit. And whenever they offered offering, they used to lift the bag and just to drop it so that everybody could see that. Whenever they dress, they dress like uh, very luxurious and rich clothes so that everybody will see that. But God says, no, 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 no. Your righteousness should surpass the Pharisee and scribes. First one is humanitarian. And number two, humility. Listen to God and accept whatever the cost may be. Listen to the Lord. Micah chapter 6 verse 8 says, Micah chapter 6 verse 8 says about this. What is the expectation of God? Here is the answer. He has told you, which means God has told us, O man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you? Just three things. Do justice, number one. That's what God requires of us. Number two, to love kindness, which means act of kindness. Just a simple act of kindness. Do justice and to love kindness. And third, to walk humbly with your God. That's all God requests. Three things, simple, straightforward. Anybody can do, but this is what very hard for human because what? The world is in our heart. That's why we are not able to do the justice. We are not able to exercise the act of kindness and we are not able to humble before the God. And Joseph did it. He humbled before the Lord. Although he was satik, he was righteous man. Just man, when he walked in the street, even the noble hushed their mouth with their hands. Such a powerful, wonderful satik now giving up everything just to humble before the Lord. 
That's exactly rich young ruler that Jesus gave an example. Rich young ruler came running to Jesus Christ. What should I do, my master, to inherit eternity? Jesus said, go, keep the commandments. Keep the commandments. If you read the Bible very carefully, Jesus is using every word very carefully. Go keep the commandments. And he said, I'm keeping this since my childhood. Bible says, or Jesus says, he says, well done. Jesus did not want to argue with that. Well done. The next he says, okay, go sell everything and give it to poor. This is what Pharisees can't do it. And this is what God expects you and me to do it. I'm keeping my commandments. I am Sabbath keeper, Seventh-day Adventist, remnant church member. Well done. But the second thing is humility. And Joseph did exactly what the angel of the Lord did. Mark chapter 10, you will see in 21 and 22 about what I said. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possession. That's Pharisees and scribes can't do that. Testimonies, volume four, page 378. Sister Ellen White put this in this way. It is your work. I like this very much. It is your work to humble yourself and not wait for God to humble you. We don't have to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, Help me to humble. No, it is our work before God makes us to humble. It is our duty to humble ourselves before the Lord. God's hand at times weighs heavily upon men to humble them and bring them into a proper position before him. But how much better we need to keep the heart daily humbled before God. It was uh, second world war. During London bombing in Second World War, enemies planned to ponder the city night after night. Fires blazed everywhere, and the neighborhood turned into rubble. Everywhere, blasting and blazing fire and bombings. Children, young people were troubled. And I came across a story. One little boy gazing at these bombs and fire and, and all the situation. He was shaking and trembling. And he was just screaming and crying. Because the building that every day, every morning he was seeing is now collapsed blasted and bombarded. Then whole street is full of rubbles. And he was crying. And the father swiftly came and embraced him. And as I was reading that article, I was really emotional. And he said, my son, my son, face toward me, face toward me, face toward me, he said. So many things will happen. Corona in India, trembling. We are troubled to see that. People are dying on the pavement, even without oxygen. Brazil, my good friend, pastor, he died there in Brazil because of coronavirus. So many things. But Jesus comes there and says, face toward me. Face toward me. I am the author and finisher of your faith. You may see so many things, but behold, Jesus Christ, who will preserve you. And the same thing father said to the son, 
don't tremble, don't shake, don't cry, face toward me, face toward me. Bombs were still dropped. Buildings were still blasted. And the son was still looking at it. But now he's not crying. He's not trembling because his face was toward his father. And he humbled himself and accepted the instruction of the father. In spite of so many things, in spite of so many loss, in spite of so many noise, in spite of so many deaths, still his face was gazing at the father. And that's exactly Joseph did, although he was satic. He went ahead and married a woman who was pregnant before marriage. Humanity, humility, and number three, surrender all. That's what Joseph did, although he was a satic. Matthew chapter 5, verse 20 says, If your righteousness does not exceed or surpass the righteousness of Pharisee or scribes, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. What is that surpassing thing? What is that exceeding thing? That's humility, humanitarian, thinking about people. Number two, humility. Bowing down before God. Accept whatever God says. If God says, come, we have to come. If God says, go, we have to go. If our God asks us to obey, we have to obey. There is no second thought. That's humility. And that's exactly Joseph did. Being a just man. Being a satik. He did it. And number three. To be honest, I, if I was there, I would have not done it. The third point is very crucial. He surrendered all for Jesus Christ. What is that? Matthew chapter 1 and verses uh, 24-25, we read it again. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded in the dream. Okay, what he did? He married Mary, but he did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby. He named the baby Jesus. You know, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the genealogy or the culture of Jews or Jewish, father's one name, you can, you can read it in... Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 60 and 61. You know the story. Father's own name, it is a mother who names the child. It's the mother who names the child. But here in Matthew chapter 1, father names, which means Joseph, according to the command of God, he names the child Jesus, which means he says, I am the reason for this child. I am the father of this child, which means Satik is now defiled and contaminated. People who were hushing now take their hands and say, oh, you are. He gave up all his integrity to have Jesus. He gave up all his righteousness in order to have Jesus. He surrendered all in order to have Jesus. My dear brothers and sisters, it is not only humanitarian, it is not only humility, but he surrendered all of it. Do you know? I'll give an example. Matthew chapter 13, verse 54. Now Jesus is coming to preach in Nazareth. You see the sati, people used to stand up. Young people should run away. Nobles should hush their mouth. People who are talking will keep quiet when Sati comes. But now, do you know how they are calling? When he heard, which means Jesus, when he heard 
when he had come to his own country, which is Nazareth, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom, these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? You look, where was Joseph? Now, where is he now? He lost all his integrity. He lost to Satik. People used to call him righteous is coming. Satik is coming. Joseph Satik is coming. Now they're saying, is he not that carpenter? Is he not that carpenter's son? Is it not his mother Mary's son and his brother James, Joseph, and Simon and Judas? He surrendered all. Pharisees won't give up their pride. Scribes won't give up their integrity. Satik won't give up because they will stand for their rights. But Joseph, although he was a just man, although he was Satik, he gave up everything to have Jesus. What do you give for Jesus? What can you give up in order to have Jesus? Your respect, your one-day wage, which you will get on Sabbath? Just about two hours service, come on time, stay in Zoom, fellowship with people. Just about one hour to give the food in the community for the homeless people. Just kneel down before the Lord. Please, Lord. Righteousness. I don't have any righteousness. You are my righteousness. Speak to me. Me and my wife and children will live for you. He surrendered all. He gave up everything just to listen to the Lord. Humanity. Humility. Surrendered all his, the principles of Safiq. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 and 8, Paul gives an example how he exercised satik in his life. But whatever were gained to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything loss because of the surpassing, the same word, for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, which means dust that I may gain Christ. Joseph here in Matthew first chapter, he says, I gave up everything to have Jesus. He surrendered all for Jesus. And people began to call, is he a carpenter? Merely a carpenter, where he was satik, righteous, equal to Pharisees and, and scribes. And when he walked in Nazareth street, people used to stand up and people used to shut their mouth and nobles used to hush their mouth with their hand. But now, is he like a carpenter? Matthew 5, chapter 20 says, if your righteousness, if my righteousness doesn't exceed or surpass the righteousness of Pharisees and scribes, we will not enter into the kingdom. I don't know whether you heard about John and Betty Stamp, American missionaries to China, early 900. Uh, sorry, 1900. They left everything and went to China when the communism was 100% strict in China. No Christianity could be tolerated among communist people. But this John and Betty decided to go to China to preach the gospel. And they began to meet people, tell about Jesus. Act of kindness was implemented. And, he, and they loved people. But now, communist soldier could not tolerate it. So in 1934, both were beheaded. They chopped their head. 
and put those two together and burn them up. And after everything became ashes, when they tried to see the bones, they found unburnt Bible there. And when they opened it, on the flyleaf page, Betty had written before death. And this is what was written there. Lord, I give up my purpose and plans. All my desires, hopes and ambitions. And accept thy will for my life. I give myself, my life, my all utterly to thee. To be yours forever. I hand over to thy keeping all my friendship, my love. All the people whom I love are to take second place in my heart. Fill me and seal me with thy Holy Spirit. Work out thy whole life in my life at any cost, now and forever. This Satik, this Satik, Joseph, though he was a righteous man, but he exceeded, surpassed the righteousness of Pharisee and scribes by exercising humanity or humanitarian, by exercising humility, listening to God, accepting as God instructed. And number three, he surrendered all to have Jesus. What about you, my dear brothers and sisters? I leave it to you. However, unless and until your righteousness doesn't exceed Pharisees and scribes, our eternal destiny is under doubt. God bless you. And this is my prayer. Amen.
truly know that thou art mine. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Lord, Savior, Redeemer, Jesus Christ. And our Father's love, and the constant communion of the Holy Spirit, may with India, maybe with Brazil, with many African countries and European countries and America. Maybe with the people who are mourning because of the loss of their loved ones. Maybe with the people who have lost so many things because of this pandemic. Today and forevermore. Amen. 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 We want um, to praise God for the way um, he has used you, Pastor, to deliver the message to us. We've been truly blessed. Thank you for reminding us that we need to be more than Pharisees. Although the satic status was important, and although uh, some of us, before hearing the message, we would have taken that status to be important, but for the sake of humanity, for the sake of humility, and for the sake of surrendering all to God, let us leave that aside so that Jesus' name can be lifted. Thank you so much, Pastor, for the message, and to God be the glory. I want to thank everybody who have served from morning until now, the people who laid out in PPT, uh, Sabbath school, our uh, teachers, the health talk, uh, praise and worship, and all the uh, special items and songs that have been sung, to God be the glory. Everybody who has served in divine service, may the Lord continue blessing you as we honor him in service until he comes. We thank the media team uh, for doing such a wonderful job week after week. May the Lord Almighty bless you and your families for the wonderful work that you're doing. And I can't forget the uh, children's story, uh, Taylor. May the Lord continue to bless you as a young person. Uh, your work is much appreciated and the service you deliver today. We thank our visitors 
uh, for being with us from morning until now. And I pray that the message that we have had today will resonate with you uh, throughout the coming week. Uh, thank all the people who have tuned in, uh, tuned in from the various channels, and I pray that the Lord's blessing will continue to be with every household represented, whether it is in the UK or even those who have tuned in from other countries as well. I want to remind us to come back uh, at 3.30 uh, for our Bible study. May the Lord bless you all. In Jesus' name, amen. Till we meet.